homes on both sides, and it just well, it's, every it's, one of them. It, yeah, it's a, it will, but it's also some of those narrow streets um, are very short, short streets. But you know, for example, church church goes from the square all the way back down to where it dead ends over by my Blue Coast Burrito. So I think that would be a, a tougher one. Um, but you know, Bart, I think these are all positive things you look at you look over the last really eight to ten years what's happened in the downtown area with redevelopment with you know with homes new homes being constructed downtown um i think that's a positive so you know if we if the downtown area was a ghost town and you weren't talking about these parking issues or you weren't talking about you know people wanting to move into the downtown area we'd have a different conversation uh, about how do we get people to come downtown the 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 good thing now is we're trying to deal with um the effects of a downtown that's thriving a downtown that people are wanting to come to i mean a downtown where you've got you know restaurants like the alley like jack brown's like marina's puckett's um Joni's um red bicycle you know you know transitioned over to Joni's. you've got all these places now that people are wanting to to come down and i mean that's what i advocate i mean i did a podcast yesterday and uh i could have easily stopped by starbucks and got my cup of coffee on the way coming in but i wanted to go to the brass horn and if you've not been to the brass horn on um uh, downtown the brass horn is a great locally owned coffee shop I'm not saying don't stop at change, shop at chains because, I mean, there's a lot of people who do that. But, I mean, I want to be intentional on where I spend my money. And I, I think it's important to be able to support your local, your hometown, you know, your your small businesses. And that's a lot of the discussion that goes into to traffic on how we make it work sure. for everybody. And, of course, the red bicycle uh, next door to Joni's, mm-hmm. the red bicycle uh, rotary or it's it's a roasters roasters yeah yeah uh, is now open and and that's a great coffee yeah. shop yeah so uh, lots happening there uh, let's look at uh, one other thing because this came up not too long ago I was looking at some information and people are taking it used to be oil and things of that sort in some states where people try to get the rights to the oil in their ground. Now some people are trying to get the rights to the water in their ground. Uh, and, and you're working on an agreement today over at the workshop about uh, continuing that agreement with J. Percy Priest Reservoir. Well, the, the agreement with J. Percy Priest has to do with, you know, a lot of our drinking water will not just come from Stones River. There's a pipeline that comes from uh, Percy Priest. That's the same way with Smyrna Laverne. You know, we've, that's a big, um, a big water mass that's there that we're we're pulling a lot of our water from. CUD is the same same way. So, anytime you deal with the Corps, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, there there's. I remember when we went through this years ago on calculating the volume of Percy Priest and how how much could be pulled out of the lake. Um, that's what that all has to do with BART. So, and the core has been has been good to work with. Um, it's like any governmental agency; you have turnover, and so when one person leaves, it's almost like you start over again. So we're, um, you, you know, it's something that we're 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 proud to have that partnership. That's great news. So, uh, 
we need to keep that open, obviously, because there's, with the growth of the city of Murfreesboro, you can't get it all from the Stones River, just not enough water. There. No, it's just a, a and that, that, that also goes, Mark, not just to how much, um, how much water you take out. It also goes to how much water that you um, that you talk about again. You know how much water go the wastewater goes back in into the Stones River. So you know when we treat water, our wastewater, there's a certain percentage that we can. This is called a fluent. It, you can put that back into the to the river, and I mean the fluent is we don't use it for drinking water, but you could a lot of a lot of uh a lot of places do that in the you know that just don't have a lot of water um so that that also has to do with with how that works as well one of the other things that uh, obviously where we're getting our drinking water the stones river uh we get the water upstream from where the middle point landfill is located uh, how is work going with Middle Point Landfill? Are there new agreements? Are there studies going on? What's what's happening? Um, the the lawsuit is continuing. Uh, we amended the lawsuit where we found some other areas of concern around uh, in the Stones River that uh, leachate was coming out that are around um, you know around the landfill. So, you know, Bart, I, I'm trying to be measured on how I say this because I don't, I'm not, as I've told you before, my political filter is very thin now. Uh, you know, I was listening, the middle point land, our general manager was on WGNS a couple of Sundays ago, and um, I, I just shake my head when I listen to some of those things that, you know, it's almost you remember, um, you remember the Saturday Night Live skit where Baghdad Bob, you remember that, that he was the Baghdad Bob was the chief information officer for uh, Saddam Hussein. And, you know, he's standing at the podium saying, no, everything's fine here at the airport. And then it showed like, you know, the Saturday Night Live skit showed the U.S. soldiers that are running around him. You know, it's like, no, see, no U.S. soldiers. And so sometimes I feel that way at middle point that it's like, no, everything's fine here. It's all perfect. But yet Sunday night, I walk out of my house and I can smell the landfill from my house and I'm three and a half miles away. A lot of that has to do with weather conditions and it has to do with wind direction. But, you know, um, I just wish, and, and maybe this is wishful thinking, that, you know, I, I talked to our staff the other day at City Hall. All the leadership team was coming around. or They were doing their first, their annual meeting first and first first of the quarter meeting and so you know i said look three there's three things I, I listed 10 or 11 things but the top three was don't lie make a concerted effort that you're not gonna lie you know it's easy sometimes to maybe stretch the truth a little bit but don't lie if you make a mistake admit that you make a mistake if we miss picking up your trash and a resident gets frustrated we say we made a mistake we're going to do our best not to not to have that happen again. The third thing is when you make a mistake, ask for forgiveness. Hey, we missed your trash. We're going to pick it up. Please forgive us. We're going to do our best not to have that happen again. And it frustrates me that this picture is painted, that everything is rosy and, and great out at Middle Point, when the community and 
engineers, I fly over middle point routinely and we don't fly over middle point we try not to fly over middle point because the birds are so bad over it over middle point really oh yeah i mean as a pilot you will hear people say hey break east or break west over uh mount they call it mount trashmore the pilot community does break east or break west over mount trash uh, trashmore significant significant birds you know and these are vultures probably i don't know what they are i just big big birds you big birds yeah i just know in an airplane you don't want to hit them um and so, anyway, there's significant issues that are at that landfill. There's significant issues that are around our water source around that landfill. And so, I think it would be much better for the organization to say, hey, yeah, we're going to fix those. Or, you know, touting, hey, we've spent $7 million in gas extraction. Well, yeah, that's great. But you're legally mandated that you have to do some of that. So that's like me saying, hey, Bart, you know, I spent $50,000 last year in my business cleaning up the streets around my communities. Well, the city requires me to clean my, the streets around my communities. So I'm, I'm boasting on something that I had to do anyway. So I think that's the part that gets frustrating. And, you know, most people, um, I would rather us have solutions and be collaborative and work together. But um, there's some significant issues out there that are going to have to be addressed. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that the city council, I'm thankful that the county leadership, that we're just saying moving forward that, you know, burying our trash and making our, our community continue to deal with what's out there is not what our option is going to be moving forward. Let me ask you a question, because we've never heard this issue dealing with the aircraft uh, coming into the Murfreesboro Airport. For people who are new to the area, pilots coming in uh, who don't live here, their approach to the airport looks like it would take them right over the Middle Point landfill uh, if the winds were going in the one direction. It, yeah. uh, is is that a problem for them? Do Are they made aware of, uh, of large birds over the area? Um, well, I mean, so Bart, last uh, Friday, I passed my private check ride, so I'm officially a pilot now. Congratulations. I, I was a student pilot. Now I'm a, um, I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, I think most instructors will tell you that on on takeoff and landing, one of the, the things that you really have to be aware of are, are birds. Uh, and that's not just around a landfill, that's anywhere. So y- you have, um, that the approach is is one a which is your your south approach so you're you're actually coming from the north um and you're on that that approach and i don't know you're probably you're typically probably 1500 feet above that landfill you know a thousand feet above that landfill as you come in on your your approach but typically you're not um if you're if you're landing on one eight you're um you're cutting short in other words you're what's called your your base is before the landfill it's just if you know if you're a big jet or you're you're doing uh an an instrument approach over coming into that that runway you are flying over the landfill but i I mean i've not heard any any the instructor the other day that or my person who was doing my check ride we we broke east before we got to the landfill we were taking off on runway 36 which is we're going north uh, and he was like, hey, I don't ever like to fly over that landfill if I don't have to just to stay away from the birds. And, 
so but we've not heard any you know major issues of of a bird strike which uh, you know you have a much larger issue if you if you hit a bird than you do a landfill especially if it's a vulture i would think yeah they're those are Pretty yeah. good size yes, birds. <laughs> big birds and small planes don't don't uh, don't go together very well. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. We do take phone calls, by the way, even though the computer is out this morning. Uh, we do take phone calls, so if you want to ask a question of the mayor, I need to remind you, give us a call. 615-893-1450. That's it. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. GNS and our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We offer a good assortment of everything. We have new guitars, Gill, Seagull, Godin, lots of brands, vintage guitars. We have everything you need, keyboards, drums, every instrument you can think of. We would welcome you to come in and look around, see what you can find that you have to have. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. <laughs> My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure for max strength daytime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. Dayquil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure. The daytime, non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. When should you take a tour of Adam's Place? Well, I don't think it's ever too early. I drive by here, and I kept thinking, now that's where I think I would like to live. We're talking with Carol Johnston. And so I did take a tour, and it's a homey atmosphere. That's what I liked about it. Don't wait too long. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. 
Good morning. I'm looking at a crash here in the downtown area. It's blocking the right lane. It's 40 eastbound, right near Charlotte Ave. That's affecting that traffic around the west loop there on 40 going eastbound at Charlotte Ave as they work this accident, possibly with injuries. Everybody's still staring at that wreck on 65 northbound at Moore's Lane coming up through that section of Williamson County coming out of Franklin into Brentwood. Still slow go on 65 north of town up there around Long Hollow Pike. Hopefully that'll start to thin out. Hey, whether you're an Eagles fan or a Chiefs fan or the house is divided, Prince's Hot Chicken has platters to make the big game party sizzle. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A wind advisory goes into effect later on tonight. First four this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a chance for showers, highs up to 68. For tonight, 56. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 52. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Broadcasting to every nook and cranny of Rutherford County's 618 square miles. FM 100.5, 101.9, and AM 1450. Welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Hello there. Did you have a question for the mayor? Well, maybe not. They, The cat got their tongue. <laughs> 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment this morning, give us a call. That's the only way we're able to get some calls this morning. Our computer is out. Uh, so 615-893-1450. We're talking about issues that impact the city of Murfreesboro. Uh, what about the uh, the fire the fire chief? Uh, I know you're doing a search for a new fire yeah. chief. How's that going? It, I couldn't. <laughs> Bart, this no is, clue. Yeah, that's that's the honest answer. Is so that's handled by the city manager's office. You know, I, I, we don't as a council. We really don't have anything to do with hiring of department heads. Um, you know, when when. We can talk to the city manager about we've got a really good team at the city. But whenever we do have issues with, say, or areas of improvement with different department heads, our role is to go to the city manager and and share concerns um, about those issues. And, you know, hopefully, and and we're fortunate with this city manager, that this city manager would, um, would... will address those but you know it's our, it's imperative that the people you've got that are advising the council are people that are trustworthy and and mark mccluskey has been at the city for 37 years he's been a firefighter for 37 years and he is one of the most trustworthy people that that you will you will find and i think it's also important in those roles to have people who are leaders of men and women um, that the men and women trust. You're not always going to agree with the decisions that your supervisors or leaders that that the decisions that they make. But if you know that they're making them with the best interest of the department in mind, it, it's a whole lot easier to be able to to have that those discussions. 
Very good. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. If you have a question this morning, 615-893-1450. And that is our number. And there is a uh, workshop meeting going on starting this morning about 11.30 at the Murfreesboro Airport. Is that one of the meetings that uh, oftentimes individuals uh, like to attend to sort of get their feel for what's happening? Yeah, so this meeting, we started doing this a couple of years ago. You know, we typically will meet anywhere between three to four times a month. And and when I say we we meet the council, it's typically three times a month. We usually have one um, one Thursday off. And but we started doing this Wednesday meeting at the airport, and it's really where we can solely focus on specific topics. And you know, at the council meeting, there there are times where you don't, not necessarily a zoning request, but you know, like we've had a lot of different discussions on impact fees. And we will use these at a, I hate to call it a workshop, it's a special meeting to where we really can can dig in on one specific topic. And that's what these these um, these meetings have been very valuable. They're public. Um, they're not televised. And there's no reason for it not to be televised. It's just they're very informal. Um, you, you know, most of the time we're not wearing suit and ties like we norm- normally do. I mean, it, we just sit and we listen to presentations. And it's also a, a good opportunity for us to spend time at the airport, too, in the new community room. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor McFarland. Uh, yeah, I'm if it's ever going to get a, a red light down there outside of uh Okay. A red light at what location again? Hello there. Must have lost him. I think we did lose him there. That's one of the issues with cell phones. That's right. 615-893-1450. Uh, we will uh, await hearing where that location is. What is the process of getting a red light, though? Just so it's not something that, uh, hey, that sounds like a good idea. Let's put it in next month. Yeah, that's not a. There, there's a process where you have to have what are called warrants. I mean, it's not just where the city can go through and say, hey, I want. Uh, I want to put a red light at the corner of Jones Boulevard and and whatever street. You have to go through specific engineering guidelines that will specify that you can have a red light in that location. They look at the surrounding streets. They look at the traffic counts. Typically, when you see those rubber tubes that are on the road, those are what you're driving over to be able to give a traffic count for us to be able to monitor you know, how many people are using that road. We're looking at accident data. We're looking at all these different things. And the the part that you're looking at is to see if, okay, will this traffic light make things better or will it make it worse? You're also looking at distance in between other intersections, other, other traffic lights. So there's a lot of criteria that goes into allowing, you know, for example, all the boxes to be checked for you to say, okay, yes, this does warrant, um, a traffic light now bart that's on a city street there's another 
criteria that you have to go through to put them on a state road. So the state has to approve having, you know, having those red lights when you put them on a, a state road. So it's just, it's not a very just cut and dry the city saying, okay, yeah, we, we want to put a traffic light there. We're going to, we're going to order it and put it, put it out there. It, 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 for example, if it's a city and a county road and there has to be a maintenance agreement that's, that's signed to say, okay, we did this out at Barfield. We put a, a traffic light in what was part a county road and a city road, and there had to be a maintenance agreement signed that, you know, the city's paying for that. But um, the, 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 the city and county are sharing that, but the city's the one who's responsible for maintaining it. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And uh, one of the issues that we've had a few calls on in the past uh, is the fact that the Murphy Spring wetland has been shut down. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, someone said it was deemed unsafe for people to walk on. Yeah, those bridges were 20-plus years old, and I think there was some structural damage on the bridges. And, you know, we can't have people walking over an area you don't want to fall in. I wouldn't uh, want to fall in. So, <laughs> there, you know, we, we've spent a significant amount of money, for example, in correlation um, over by Fort Rosencrantz in that whole Stones River area. You know, there's like a, a bridge on the greenway that goes in three different directions. One goes to Old Fort, one goes to downtown, one goes out to General Bragg. Uh, so, you know, we've we've replaced all the decking on that bridge, and that was a pretty laborious uh, task to be able to get to get that done. So um, same thing on, on Murphy Springs. I haven't gotten the update over the last couple of weeks on where we are on that, but I know that they're working hard to be able to get that um, to get that open back up. And I, it's one of those unique places that uh, people it doesn't matter about whether it's winter time or fall or summer. Yeah. They love walking on it. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I mean I think we've had that that is a very um a very used part of the Discovery Center to be able to, to have that there. Um that's we we've had some issues in that area just with homelessness and, and, and people using that as a connector to get to areas under the road. So I think there's some of that that we've had to deal with, but <clears throat> they're working hard to figure out how to get that, that thing back open. You know, the tough thing on those, when you have issues on those br- bridges like that, it's not like you can just immediately fix it. It takes someone very specialized to be able to work on those type of bridges that are, there's not much access unless you access it by boat, you know, to, to work up underneath those. So that's um, that's that's the part that's tough. Now, the Corps of Engineers originally built that. Uh, were they able to help in any way? You know, I'd have to check. I know our construction department in the city is the ones who've been working with that, but I'm not sure exactly who, who they've been working with. Okay, we're talking this morning about the city of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. And we're looking at issues that concern you. One of those issues is the redevelopment of the downtown footprint. Yeah. Uh, this is everything from the banks to the First Methodist Church location to the area where the old city hall and water department, all of that's located, police department. Uh, how is that going? Well, I'm really disappointed in the developers who bought um, the one college property. 
you know, and, and, and I don't think it's Gary Whitaker was the main contact who, you know, Gary retired a couple of weeks ago. You know, the developer keeps telling us and on your show, um, I, I remember the last one was like, hey, foundation permits are going to be pulled and we're starting in October. Well, you know, that was no, last October. Yeah, last October. And so I'm very disappointed in, in um, as a matter of fact, Bart, if I could go back and I would have not, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have voted to to pick that developer if knowing where we are right now. And, you know, knowing that there were some extenuating circumstances. We went through COVID. And, um, but, uh, look, if you say what we were just talking about, when you say you're going to do something, do it. And we have been told over the last many years this is what's getting ready to happen, and it hasn't happened. So uh, I can't give you a full timeline on my face gets red when I start talking about one college. Um, you, you know, so I can say that the other downtown area, uh, areas like where we're sitting right now, I think that's progressing along Town Creek. We've, we've, uh, voted to acquire a lot of the property that's along Broad Street here to be able to start working on that project. I think the pedestrian walkways with Town Creek are going to help a whole lot. Cannonsburg is something that we're working on diligently where, you know, we're getting ready to uh, put South Front Street under construction to, to work on, you know, that is a horrible interchange or intersection where south front and then across on on where vine street those all sort of come together right there so but not quite come together <laughs> no yes it's that's a tough intersection so i think the city is is really getting ready as a matter of fact i don't think that there will be many events that will be able to be held at cannonsburg moving forward just because all of that's getting ready to be under construction those are that's under the plans on on how you how we're doing that plus the parking that's down there you know right now it's all a gravel lot we don't allow gravel lots in the city, and and if staff will tell you anything about me, I think we have to play by the same rules that everybody else plays by. And you know, if I wouldn't allow WGNS to have a gravel parking lot, then the city of Murfreesboro can't have a gravel parking lot either. So I think those are some of the things that we're we're working on. That I, I think you're seeing the downtown. I, I don't want to say it's transitioning because the downtown's already, in my opinion, transitioned. I think it's a happening place that. You know, people want to come, um, but I, I think that area, specifically one college, and I don't know where we are on one one. I, I, we've had some discussions internally on where we are with one college. Now, are uh, the people from Detroit still involved? I just know the developer's name. I don't know where they're from. Patel. Uh, Patel. Yes. Detroit. And, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if it were, if it were up to me, I would vote to take the property back right now. Um, and and start the process over again. Um, and and what we just talked about, I think that's one of those times when you when you say, hey, that's a mistake. Um, but yeah, I think it's very frustrating on where we are to this point with that that development. What about the Bank of America, the one that's proposing yeah. a four-story building next to Shacklett's in the green space? Yeah, our staff has really been working with them um, on, I forget what the gentleman's name is, but working on their development plans and all the things that they're they're working through to um, to get that project started. So I think that's an exciting, you know, an exciting thing that they're working on downtown as well. Very good. And uh, that looks like some exciting things happening. Uh, another project that's very big and, and, and 
getting visual, which I think makes it more, stands out more, is across from the avenue. Yeah, yeah, the Clary Park project. Um, that That's a project that I think they've started grade work on. I'm more excited, Bart, about, um, you know, our ability that we're, we've started the widening process from uh, I-24 all the way back to Thompson Lane for Medical Center Parkway, getting that widened to three lanes. So that's something I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm extremely excited about on the traffic, uh, the traffic flow on that, and then upgrading Medical Center Parkway all the way back to Broad Street. Uh, there's also a new road that's going to be built behind the Oaks uh, Shopping Center, where Medical Center Parkway will be tied back into Robert Rose Boulevard, where the old Vicks Outdoor Building used to be. That'll be a, a road that will attach that area. So, you know, if you're in the 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 old Fort Park area, if you're around, you know, the mall, you can get back to Medical Center Parkway and not have to get on Thompson Lane. I think that's going to be significant as well. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's a question. What do you want from your electric co-op? I want expert advice on going 100% solar. I want to go green without breaking the bank. I want to meet my sustainability goals. I want solar to be simple. Done, 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 done. I want to save the planet. Little hero, let's start with one of MTE's solar programs first. Energy Service Life. That's Middle Tennessee Electric. We're here to get done what matters most to you. Learn more at MTE.com. A wind advisory goes no effect later on tonight. First for this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a chance for showers, highs up to 68. For tonight, 56. I'm meteorologist Michael Caron, News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 52. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS, weekdays live at noon, as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We got the computers going again. All right. Brian is here, and uh, we got a bunch of questions, but I've got to find them all right now. We've got uh, people calling in with everything imaginable. Let's see here. We'll worry about that in a second. In fact, we may have to. We've got a phone call coming in as well. Let's take that call. And good morning. You're on the air with the mayor. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Bart. How are you doing, Mayor? Good morning. Doing all right today. Yes, sir. How and are I you? I just wanted to find, sir. I just wanted to say that uh, 
I'd like to see the city of Murfreesboro appoint Mr. McCuskey, the fire chief. He's uh, born and raised here. His daddy, Joe McCuskey, was a big uh, person in the civil defense when he was running all volunteers. Joe McCluskey's his daddy, and I think uh, Mr. McCluskey would make a fine local fire chief. I think the man deserves the job. Yes, sir. I don't disagree. I, I tell you, I really, um, Bart, it's, it's, it's hard to say that or I've been working with the city in an elected capacity since 2006, and I think I started on the planning commission in the year 2000. Um, and, and I've really changed my my view on hiring people in the city. I think it's important that you have fresh perspectives. I think it, I think it is important that when you bring um, new people in that they have a fresh perspective. But what I've also come to the conclusion, and I think it's it's also being a small business owner, if we're not cultivating the people to step up and take the next leadership roles inside our organization, we're doing a disservice to our residents. So like in this case, um, Mark McCluskey has been here 37 years. It, it's, it, it's Mark's responsibility, not only to run a, a great department, it's his responsibility to train the future fire chief in Murfreesboro. Now, I don't think it's, I, you definitely don't want to get into a good old boy system where you're handpicking people. But I think it's important that those leaders find, you know, three, four, five, how many individuals it is in your department, and they're training those people up so when the time comes, you've got choices. And, and I hope that those choices are internally. Now, there's always going to be times when you have to look and you're like, okay, look, we've got to go outside the city to be able to hire someone. So I don't think it should be a closed system. But I've changed, man. When you look at the outside hires that we've had come in specifically in public safety, um, I think it would be much better to make sure that we're cultivating our leaders who know the culture. They know the people and, and, you know, in law enforcement and in, in our public safety, trust is a big issue. And having someone come in that people don't trust, that's tough. But we should be cultivating our leaders inside our organization. We have a question here that uh, is one of the text questions. Uh, we got the computer going now, and we'll have to do this quickly because we have about a minute left. And that are the, those are the bridges uh, over by the sheriff's office as well as the extension of Northfield by uh, Murfreesboro Medical Clinic. Yeah, the bridges over by the sheriff's office. Like I saw the staking the other day, the Beasy Road Bridge, that is the one that connects River Rock and Beasy Road over Stones River. That process has started. Um, I think the engineering process with the ones over by Southgate and Malloy Avenue, that's being looked at now. Um, the one over Northfield, I don't think that is one you will see in the near future. I think that's going to take some time to go through that process. Not that I mean, that's on our radar, but it's not on the immediate radar of being close. Okay, we have about uh, 20 seconds yeah. left. Any final thoughts? No, Bart, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to... I mean, this is a, what, February, it's hard to believe February's already here. So we've got Valentine's Day next week, right? So make sure don't don't forget your your lo- your loved ones. And uh, not, not a day goes by that I'm not proud to represent this city. And I thank you all for giving me the opportunity to do that. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland visiting with us.
this morning. Hey, have a super rest of the day. Tomorrow, hopefully, computers will be working and everything will be A-OK. See you then. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock.